book clubbers, we just finished part two of Ghosted by Rosie Walsh, and wow, did this section have a huge twist. I can't wait to discuss it and hear what Jen and Michelle think. First, though, let's recap part two. Part two takes place in California. Sarah flies home to L.A. and then goes back to work at her charity. She's trying to move on from Eddie, but then thinks that she sees him in a car in L.A., she dismisses this and gets on a flight to go on a trip to visit a potential client. She blows the meeting and then gets a call from Jenny that Eddie was at her apartment. Sarah then decides to email Eddie, even after she said she wouldn't contact him. Sarah thinks she's finally figured out who Eddie is. She asks him to meet her and they plan to meet on the Santa Monica beach. Meanwhile, Sarah goes to the clinic but we don't find out what is wrong with her. The surprising twist is when we find out that Sarah killed Hannah's best friend, Alex, who is Eddie's sister. This all happened in a car crash. Hannah has never talked to Sarah since, and she feels like she lost her. When Sarah was in high school, she was trying to impress two girls, Mandy and Claire. So she started seeing an older boy named Bradley Bradley was not a good influence. He forced her to race slash chase him in their cars. Hannah hopped in Bradley's car and Alex went with Sarah. Bradley starts to hit Sarah's car and they get out of control. Sarah swerves her car so Hannah wouldn't get hurt in the other car. But this causes Alex's side of the car to crash into a tree, killing Alex. Eddie and his family have always blamed Sarah for Alex's death, and when Eddie met her, they didn't know who the other was, until Eddie saw a Facebook post from Tommy which stated Sarah's maiden last name, Harrington. Part 2 ends with Sarah telling Jenny that she is pregnant. They are together in a restaurant, and Sarah gets an unexpected phone call from Hannah, who she hasn't talked to in 19 years. She steps out of the restaurant so she could hear Hannah better and then crosses the street but gets hit by a truck. It's a very surprising end to part two and I couldn't believe what happened. Now let's hear what Jen and Michelle think. At the end of part one, I was so shocked. <laughs> um, I instantly texted both of you. We'll get to the end, but first let's talk about Sarah going back to L.A., she starts to see Eddie. Did you think she was imagining things? I actually thought it was going to take a creepy turn where he was like stalking her and was going to try to hurt her or something. I was kind of afraid for her. Yeah, I didn't really know. I didn't think she was imagining it, but I felt like there was just some sort of like, I don't really know what I thought the reason was, but that he wanted to try to contact her, but maybe someone was threatening him or something. I didn't really have a good theory, but I didn't think she was imagining him. Well, and her, um, her friend finally calls her and says, you know, I, uh, her friend Jenny, I think it was, called her and said, I saw Eddie. He was at your apartment. You need to get back here. Like, I know it was him. I looked him up on Facebook. So at that point, I was like, okay, well, you know, maybe he decided that he does love her and wanted to see her. But then I was thinking, like, he had all those opportunities when she was in London. 
why was he coming all the way back to, or why was he going to the U.S., to L.A.? I still, yeah, it's it's still kind of odd to me, but, I mean, I'm sure we'll talk about that shortly. (laughs) She saw him outside of her work, and he, like, runs away from her. Um, I thought that was kind of funny. Like, I can just imagine her chasing after him or being like, what the heck? That sound or, you know, seemed like it was Eddie. What's going on? And then that, I think, was what triggered her to um, to send him an email. Yeah. I just don't know, even knowing what we know now, why does he keep following her just to run away? Like, does he want to confront her? Does he, you know, he came all the way up from another country to follow her, but then, you know, he doesn't, he doesn't wait for her when Jenny saw him and he runs away when she sees him. Like, what, what is the point of following mm-hmm. her? Yeah, before she figures out who he is, I was like, she's just got to be getting annoyed at this point because, right. you know, like he ignores her and then he wants her and then he doesn't. It's just like, yeah, she's got to be just so annoyed with him. But then when we once we know what we know, it's like, well, I, I'm sure he just, you know, part of him has hated her his whole life and trying to reconcile falling in love with her and then realizing that he hates her yeah I I mean I think it was a complete shock when we find out that he his sister was the one that had died in the crash I think we kind of all thought Hannah was the one that was dead Mm -hmm. and then the kind of the theory that we were talking about last week was that maybe Eddie was a part of the the car crash and maybe a part of um, killing Hannah, but it was the opposite. (laughs) Yeah. And I I really, I went back and I was like, there's no way that I missed that. (laughs) But because then I I went and looked every time she mentions Hannah to see if, you know, was it ambiguous? Because I guess, you know, they just want you to assume that she's dead. I felt like you know for Hannah to never talk to her sister again yeah I for whatever 20 years or whatever and then when when she goes through and says what all happens it's kind of Hannah's fault yeah I agree I definitely do not like Hannah yet I mean we haven't seen her much because your her sister did this horrible thing to save her life so mm-hmm. I understand her, in a way, maybe saying you know, that she killed her best friend, but it was... Hannah being a part of the whole uh, car accident, everything that Sarah did was to protect her. And, you know, Sarah wasn't driving crazy. It wasn't until the the um, the boyfriend, Bradley, was like kind of hitting the back of her car and making her swerve and stuff that, you know, that Alex got hit by the tree or or the car crashed into the tree and, and she died. Um, It's definitely just really unfortunate and it it makes more sense why, um, why Sarah left and went to LA 
because I think that was one thing we had discussed before like why would she move to LA it doesn't make any sense like shouldn't you be with your family if your sister died but that wasn't the case so it, it kind of makes more sense now right and also I it almost made it seem like her, her parents I didn't think their her parents were kind of upset enough for when when they were all in the restaurant and Sarah's like oh look at that family like I wish that could be us mm-hmm. and his, her parents are like yeah we do too but <laughs> we, you know focus on the good and I was just like oh that's kind of strange like you'd think they they just seem to have gotten over their daughter's death so well and you know it definitely makes more sense that her, their daughter's still alive they just don't talk to each other yeah like they didn't have any not that I think that they would have had a lot of anger towards her, but I think that they would have maybe had some if it had been a car accident, you know, that was Sarah's fault that had killed their other daughter. I mean, I think that that would have been something that would have been normal. So, mm-hmm. and they definitely didn't ha- show any of that. So that makes sense now. I thought it too, it, it really was ironic that, Eddie and Sarah had met and they didn't know each other. They both had taken on a different last name and there was really no, but because they didn't get into their stories or really go into their backgrounds or anything, they never kind of made that connection that they knew each other. Right. (laughs) Um, But it wasn't until Tommy's Facebook posts, welcome home, Harrington, hope you had a great flight, can't wait to see you, um, that Eddie saw that and then put two and two together. And that's essentially why he ghosted. So we we did find out that what they were feeling for each other and all that time that they spent together was genuine. It wasn't, um, you know, one person knew this secret in the back of their head it was it was they truly did fall in love I it I agree with that for sure and I think that that makes sense but I guess I'm still surprised that his meet like okay when he first sees the Facebook post and sees who she really is how can he not confront her like pick up the phone or Because I know, I guess she was on a plane, but I feel like I would have so many, I would be like angry. I don't know. I'm just surprised that if she hadn't tried to pursue him and reach out to him, that he would have just pretended like they never met. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I wonder if it's because she was actively pursuing him that he was able to kind of back off and then once she backed off he did pursue her so I wonder maybe if it was like the timing and processing of the information even on that maybe that was the sequence of events but I don't I don't know yeah I I find it really hard to believe that he wouldn't know what she looked like I know they specified that he and his mother didn't go to the court um Mm -hmm trial of her boyfriend but it it didn't seem to me like this was a huge town and obviously you know the name of the girl who killed your sister you would think that you would just know what she looked like or if you meet this woman who's the same age 
about as this woman and they, they're both named Sarah. I don't know. It just seemed crazy to me that number one, he never knew what she looked like. And then number two, didn't wonder, Oh, this is the same name. First name of the woman that killed my sister. Mm-hmm. I think because I think that's why he's kind of angry at her because he says, why did you tell me? She didn't say, that she had it, that she has a sister that died, but she said she lost a sister. So maybe like, because he knows Hannah is still alive because Hannah would talk to his, his own mother that maybe it was like, well, he knows that the, you know, Sarah Harrington's sister didn't die. She has a sister. So that can't be the same Sarah. Right. That was one thing that, um, that, I kind of thought in part one where she was writing letters to her sister. I was like, why is she writing to someone who is dead? But really her sister wasn't dead. She was writing to her sister who just wasn't talking to her. So Mm -hmm. that kind of helped me make more sense of why she was writing those letters. And when I first started reading the book, I thought maybe she was still looking for her sister. Like before we knew it was a car accident and everything, I thought maybe her sister went missing just in how the first um, letter that she wrote to her was written. So it, it definitely does make more sense. But prior to part one, I don't know how you ever would have guessed <laughs> that, you know, this is what happened, which was, I feel like why we were so shocked. Yeah, I feel like this was a very well done twist, kind of like Gone Girl type of (laughs) surprising. And then we find out that Sarah's pregnant. That was a huge surprise. In part two, the author did provide some clues that, you know, she might be pregnant. She was sick and then she went to the clinic and we never really found out what was wrong with her. You know, whether it was a cold or disease or something. But I don't know about you, it did leave me to believe that, you know, she might be pregnant. And we finally do find out when she tells her friends. I mean, did I read this correctly, that she is hit by this truck at the end? Yeah, that's how I took it. Because, you know, Sarah gets that phone call from Hannah, and she hasn't talked to her in 19 years. But because she's at this biker bar, she really couldn't hear her. So she tries to get away from the noise and go across the street, and then she gets hit by a truck. I mean, I think the author wants us to think that she's dead, but what do you guys think? I have no idea. I hope she's not dead. That would make me so angry. Yeah. Plus, we have another part, so. (laughs) Yeah. I guess that's just going to be the thing, though, that I think. I mean, it's going to make Hannah realize, like, she shouldn't have ignored her for all this time. And I think it will make Eddie realize it was an accident. And, like, if he were in her shoes and the situation were reversed, he probably would have saved his sister. So he'll forgive her. This near-death experience kind of takes care of all this. (laughs) I wonder what um, triggered Hannah to finally give Sarah a call and reach out to her. Do you remember she keeps she saw a weird figure when she was at her old school oh. and she saw oh. a weird figure at, when she was out walking right a woman and if you yeah and if you remember they say that 
she could she could tell that she didn't she moved kind of funny like from an injury or something yeah when the woman turned around I was like I bet that's Hannah so why would she be looking like following her after all this time I don't know maybe maybe she's you know thawing maybe she wants to start a relationship up again I don't know because that's the only person I could think of who the weird figure would be that's keeps popping up Sarah had asked Eddie and said you know I I saw someone staring at me um, near your house and then I saw um, someone at my old high school that was watching me and he said he had no idea who it was so I think that's a really good theory Jen yeah I think it has to be her surprising that I guess Hannah's been talking to his mom all these years Mm mm-hmm yeah, I'm try- I was trying to put myself in Hannah's shoes. Like we were saying earlier, Hannah, you know, has held this uh, between them for decades. And, you know, side- she's not listening to her own parents or her own sister. She's listening to her best friend's mom, who they say in the book has always been a little bit off. Mm-hmm. So it's just surprising that that's kind of where her loyalty was. It doesn't seem like they were all very close or something. But it seemed, I mean, in the way that Sarah describes Hannah, you know, she did mention that Alex was her best friend, but it seemed like Hannah and Sarah were close. I mean, they weren't like very close in age, but they seemed to be you know, they did stuff together. They, it seemed like they loved each other. And just to kind of turn your back on someone like that, it's, it, it, and, you know, go to the, your best friend's mom for advice and, and kind of all of that. It, it just, yeah, it seems a little bit hard to believe. I do wonder though, maybe it's just because, um, we were, you know, you were saying earlier that it was kind of Hannah's not her fault but she was the one that got in the car with Sarah's boyfriend and Sarah was chasing after them so maybe she really blames herself but Mm -hmm. deep down and she's just blaming Sarah because she doesn't want to have to accept right yeah I had the same thought that it's easier for her to just blame it all and Sarah and cut her out of her life than face the fact that you know she contributed to this Mm mm-hmm Right. And she probably doesn't want Alex's mom to know that either. And, you know, to know that it was her idea and that they, you know, she got in the car first. Because I remember I kept thinking, like, because I kind of had a suspicion when she said, when she was talking to Jenny earlier and was like, oh, yeah, the doctor, yeah, everything's fine. And then she said, like, she lied. And I, I thought, oh, I bet she's pregnant. Yeah. And I kept and I kept thinking, I was like, tell him, tell him, tell him. And then I was, like, annoyed that she just let him go without Yeah, him. it just says that he is back on the boardwalk, and she says out loud, um, I'm pregnant, Eddie, and her words are carried away by the wind. So I don't think he hears her. Oh, okay. Um, but I don't know. I mean... Especially because when she goes back to the table to her friends, um, 
like when they're when they first find out it seems like she hadn't told anyone really yet that they're the first to to know so sarah had asked jenny she was like if a man drove your sister into a tree and killed her would you have a relationship with him because i think maybe they were you know trying they were kind of talking about how the relationship would never work do you think that if you were in Sarah's shoes and or actually if you were in Eddie's shoes if you would be able to have a relationship with Sarah I don't know <laughs> yeah that, that, that would be tough because you would feel like you were betraying your sister yeah I feel like it's hard because this is it's not even just a a regular car accident it's like Sarah even says and has always said that she did turn the car on purpose to protect her sister so it's kind of like it's not even just you know a car slipped you slipped on ice and it lost control like she did do it on purpose in a way so I don't know if I could see past that yeah, I think it would always be lingering in the back of your head, this awful, you know, accident that happened and it would be hard to, to get past it. Yeah, I think he could forgive her because I think that he would, he would know that, you know, because, you know, she doesn't, she doesn't get arrested because it's one of those things that even though she did kind of do something on purpose, it wasn't like a bad thing. Mm-hmm. But then I think that Eddie knows he would have done the same thing, but I think that's different than actually being in a relationship her, with her and seeing her every day. Even if they end up in a relationship that's, you know, that's always there, like that's such a big elephant in the room. And, you know, if, if ever they fight or they just, is he just always going to bring it back to that? I don't know. It's just, that's a lot of... Blame her for it, like every argument they have. Right. Yeah. Be like, well, you killed my sister. Like, there's just... <laughs> because you... It's just so seems I to... Because you killed my sister. <laughs> it just seems like an insurmountable, you know... I just remember thing though so we were talking about like the letters and you know it seemed like she was always writing letters and her sister was dead but so I had a thought when we when the book the part first ended and we aren't sure if Sarah's dead or not that Mm -hmm. these letters you know how they're some of them are like dear you and like love me like they don't have names on them I didn't go back to read them, but I was wondering if they were really from Eddie to Sarah after she dies. Hmm. Oh. Like, oh my God, maybe she is dead. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm not sure. I That's just, a like, good point. Check and see. Right. Just because there's so many different letters and. Yeah. Yeah. Like, then there's her emails and she's emailing. <laughs> Oh, yeah. So the very first letter at the very beginning of the book, and I think this is what you were talking about, Brittany, because it just says, dear you. And then it says, 
it's been 19 years since that morning when we smiled and said goodbye. And it even says, I'll never stop looking for you. Mm -hmm. And I think that's where you were like, well, is her sister missing? Um, But I wonder if this is like in the future and like, this is somehow from Eddie and I don't know, because it doesn't really say anything that's, you know, concrete evidence of who they're talking about. Yeah, it's very ambiguous. Yeah. And I'm sure that's on purpose, but. <laughs> yep. They got us. Yep. <laughs> I know. Well, it did not go the way I thought it was going to go. <laughs> yeah, I, I think it definitely had some good turns and um, has been very surprising the whole way through. It's really, really good one. Yeah, I really just like even her that she used the title ghosted because obviously it's like that's such a a modern day term and it's like some, you know, guy that you meet at a bar just doesn't text you back or something, but after mm-hmm. one night stand, but this is obviously like very it's so much deeper and compl- more complicated. Yeah. Yeah, I guess we'll find out what happens in uh part 3, the last part. Should be good. I do. I don't know if I think, I think she's alive, but I don't know. I hope so. Yes, we'll see. Yeah, me too. I hope she is too. (laughs) Well, we will see what happens next in the final section of the book. I can't wait to see how this book ends. Thanks for listening. And I hope you're enjoying the book as much as I am. If you're joining us on Anchor, feel free to leave a voicemail with your questions. We can't wait to finish the book next week. Keep on reading.